Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. From the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio, it's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. There is no drama that I know of down there. There's probably something behind the scenes we don't know about. That could be anywhere, but Blake, I got to tell you, I'm going to start with with baseball. We won't spend a lot of time on it, but we're about a week out, well, a week and a couple of days out on the launching of what should be a fun baseball season at LSU. Good morning, Bill. Yes, there is drama. Just ask Tim Brando if you want to get into that, but I I mean, it is what it is, but um, Bill, they're going to be really good. Very, very, very good. I mean, there's uh, Paul Skeens is going to be a dude. The Air Force transfer, um, uh, Bill, I, I don't really know how to explain him other than he is going to be a college version of Shohei Otani. Uh, he's going to be the Friday night guy. He's really good uh, on the mound. He's good at the plate. He's good defensively. Bill, he's just an overall stud. He's a dude. Uh, and then you get probably the number one overall pick in Dylan Cruz. Uh, Bill, we talk about this. We don't talk about this as much in baseball, but baseball is taking a little bit of a change, uh, especially in the SEC. It, you will have seasons, Bill, where you have a team like Georgia or LSU that have five first-round picks. That is absolutely unheard of in college baseball. LSU has it on their roster right now. Um a lot of expectations. You think Ed Orgeron had pressure? <laughs> All right, let this team let this team have some slip ups, Bill. A lot, with great recruiting comes great responsibility. They will riot if they don't get to at least at minimum a super regional. Paul Skeens from Air Force is a rare pitcher, hitter, catcher. I mean, that is, that's like a unicorn showing up in your backyard, right? I mean, that's just not a thing. That That's even if you're talking about high school ball, I, I guess it could happen. Yeah, it happens in high school ball, but that's about it. That's where all that ends. Now, we were talking to you a couple of weeks back, and you said maybe they would use him on Sundays 
so they could DH him. But you're saying they're going to trot him out as the Friday night feature guy. Yeah, we talked to Jay Johnson um, multiple times, uh, LSU head's baseball coach, and he, he advised, he said, hey, look, I don't have a choice. I mean, he's the best pitcher on our team. He's going on Fridays. He probably won't hit on Friday, and they will. he will get DH'd for and then hit on Saturday, Sunday, and then hit in the midweek. The bill, bill, but the the thing about that is, is that you're able to allow him to focus on pitching on Friday nights because the guy that will be replacing him literally hit 18 home runs a season ago. Oh, and by the way, the backups backup literally hit 17 the year before that. They are loaded. I, I don't mean this lightly. I've watched LSU baseball for a very long time. This could go down as one of the best hitting lineups that LSU's ever had with the new rules, new bats, new balls, stuff like that. They are going to hit a ton. Now, can they come together? Can they work together? Can they put it all together is going to be the ultimate question. Bill, the only question that I have for this team is they were the last in the country in the SEC, and especially in the SEC, but last in the, one of the last teams in the country in fielding percentage. If they can't play good defense, they're going to have issues. It doesn't matter how good you are on the mound or how good you're really hitting. You got it. You cannot have a nine-six-two fielding percentage. You got to be in the nine-eights, the nine-nines to win national titles in this league. So if they if they can't play better defensively, they're going to have issues. I think they'll be better. They've been better so far. They're light years ahead of where they were defensively a year ago. So I don't. It's not necessarily a massive worry, but you need to see him do it, especially with Tommy Tanks on the hot corner right here at third. Can he? Can he continue to field the way that he's doing? Made some really good plays at third, but can he can he translate that into well, really, Bill? I mean, let's call it what it is. We're a week away. Can he translate it starting a week from now? Where does Vanderbilt transfer Christian Little pitcher fit in? Uh, I don't know. Look, I don't, Bill. I really don't. You know, I think you know me well enough. I don't mean this in the wrong way. How how they let their kid walk? I don't know. He's lights out, been lights out. I don't know if he's going to be the Sunday guy. I think, Bill, he works himself into that Sunday guy. At, at worst, he's going to be the midweek guy. So, I, I, I mean, but, Bill, they're loaded there, too. I mean, they, they literally got five guys that could go on Sunday, okay, and be really good at doing it. Um, but I think Christian Little, who is who's battled some injury, um, has come back and looked really strong. Bill, he threw four pitches. I think it was Saturday. I th- I'm pretty sure he threw Saturday, but he threw all four pitches for strikes at a really high level. So I don't know what he did at Vandy, but I, I mean, Bill, he's got fastball, two seam. He's got the changeup, and 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 I'd say it looks more like a slider, but it's more of a just uh, overhand curve. I mean, he's just throwing them all for strikes and looking really good. Now, does he find himself in a situation where LSU might need a long relief because they don't necessarily have they did you know they might need him there? I could see that, but Bill, he's just he's been really lights out. But I could see him being that first Sunday guy when it's all said and done at the end of the year. Dom up in Pittsburgh, Bill, tell Blake to enjoy Dylan Cruz's moment in the sun. 
because he's going to get drafted by the Pirates, which is like going to the Bermuda Triangle. Poor Dylan. <laughs> Poor D- uh, They're going to pay him well Dylan. to be in that triangle, though. Yeah, but you know what's crazy, Bill? He's he's kind of – well, and the Pirates got some really, really, really good young talent. I think – I forget their shortstop's name. They got some good talent. They got but, that six seven shortstop. Right. I mean, and that kid's got, uh, you know, a hose. Um, I don't think Dylan – I mean, do I think Dylan wants to win? Yes, when you talk to him, you know, and we, like we had a conversation with him a while back. I, I think he's really all about winning. But, you know – that's going to Pittsburgh, though. Uh, that stinks. <laughs> Maybe they'll take Dolander and it won't be a problem. How about that? Yeah, I would bomb that interview, Bill. Be like, do not take me. You know? <laughs> I would bomb it. Just saying, I hate pirates. Yeah, I Johnny, tell them Johnny, Bar- Go ahead. Johnny Vegas down on the Emerald Coast. You just touched on this. Ask Blake if their middle infield defensive woes have been remedied. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, so far. Yeah, so far. So far, they've been pretty good. Um, they have a young kid that was a five-star in Gavin Gidry that could see himself later in games defensively. His, I mean, Bill, when you watch him field, he reminds me a little bit of Jeter, the way that he just – his mannerisms. Um, he's, I don't think he's as good as Jeter with the glove, but, I mean, just the way that you watch him field, I think that's a – I mean, that is the comparison. Um I think that they'll get better there. You know, their short, LSU shortstop Jordan Thompson last year literally played with a, a partially torn meniscus and a partially torn MCL, and he toughed through it and played the rest of the year because LSU needed him to and didn't really tell anybody what was really going on. And, Bill, once he kind of got better and he worked through it and everything was better with him, he did make an error to, to, to finish the season. So I think he'll be fine. Jordan Thompson will be fine. Had no plans on talking this much baseball, but it happened. Organically, it happened. Anything that's happening with football? Bill, over the last couple of weeks, we, you know, we kind of been looking into more of the deep dive of, uh, of this team. Um, Mike Denbrock is a name that I don't think that he's going to Notre Dame that's been brought up by some people, you know, with the opening OC job at Notre Dame. Bill, Bill what's crazy, though, we talked a lot of defense last night on the show. LSU and Georgia have a lot of statistical um, similarities, a lot. Actually, Bill, somewhat scary a lot. The biggest difference between LSU and Georgia's defense last season, LSU was 73rd in the country getting off the field on third down. If you can't get off the field on third down, you're not going to do well. But, Bill, I will tell you, they almost are the same in sacks. They're the same in turnovers. They're the same – on first and second down on yards per play. I think if this we talked a lot about this LSU offense, but when it comes to defensively, if they can start getting better at getting off the field on third down, Bill, I think that they could have something really, really special on what they're working on defensively. Long way to go, but that Florida State, is that is that Florida State opener – vitally important or does it really matter? I mean, they could lose that game if indeed it happens that way and still be in the playoffs. They could. They could. Bill, they win the West with losing it. You know, I mean, right. let's say they, they don't have Tennessee. Let's they, they, they rotate off. They have Missouri. Hypothetically, let's say you win Tennessee. Then you got Texas A&M at home. Do you, are you able to 
you know, remedy that loss and not let them go 10 or 15 on third down and win that football game. They have a, a fa- more favorable schedule. But, Bill, I, I will tell you, a lot of people here especially kind of remind, kind of feel like this game, do you remember in 2011 when LSU played Oregon? They that I think that this has more of a vibe from a low – like I know people, Bill, that are already getting hotel rooms, like already have gotten hotel rooms for that game. So – I really do believe that they that LSU is is kind of understand like, hey man, we got something special that could work here, um, but they, I think they want a little bit of revenge from what happened last season. Blake Rafino is with us. Is there anything left to say about Walker Howard? Obviously, he's gone, and it's not a new story; it's weeks old. But is there anything more to that story? Um. Without, with, yes, but I, it's going to make, I mean, I'll sound petty, you know. Because Spencer Sanders has shoulder issues. You went to the same situation. Blake Rafino every Wednesday with us. Blake, tell everybody how they can get your content. AYS Sports Across the Board, live at 7 p.m. Central Time. We go around the SEC tonight, though, Bill. All right, man. See you next week. Thanks, Bill. Good time. Blake Rafino. Baseball, what happened? How did we do that much baseball just then? What happened? It, it, it flowed naturally. That's how it happened. Omni Nashville Hotel. Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious Mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. Hey, small business owner, when's the last time you checked your workers' comp rate? For many small businesses, workers' comp insurance is one of their biggest costs. But some don't check their rate often. Did you know rates can vary? In fact, taking three minutes to check your rate with Pi Insurance could save you up to 30%. Just go to IWantPie.com, share a few details about your business, and get a quote that's customized for you with no hassle or hidden fees. We know you're busy, but spending just a few minutes to check your rate could save you money. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. See how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for pie or get a quote at IWantPie.com. That's IWantPie.com. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. 
plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOO or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Your content is that Amy went to Mike and said, is this guy okay with you? And, and he gave it the stamp. I sure hope that she went to Brable and got his input about Carthon. Oh, I'm sure uh, she yeah. did. But I mean, yeah. you know, you're saying if he said, no, nah, I don't like this guy, keep looking. Yep. She would have kept looking. I, no doubt in my mind, Patton. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. We have more Jeffs than you do. It's the Bill King Show. No, I was just thinking Kevin Hagan taping him tomorrow for Friday. Ole Miss Evie, Kevin Hagan on Friday, and then Brad, Brad Powers, hour three as we get into gambling. Of course, the Super Bowl is coming up. Oh, 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 you want the agenda? Picked up a smaller brisket yesterday. There's a reason. 13-pounder, and I'll have to trim it up some. It may not. It may not be 12 pounds once I trim it up. But I also got several racks of ribs. That's going to be Super Bowl Sunday because the kids are all excited about it. I'm not. Super Bowl means nothing to me. But it's about them. And they wanted – they always want one of the two, okay, on an event-type situation. So I got both. Yeah, I got both. I'll start the – brisket probably overnight or early in the morning not because it's not a 20 pounder it's not one of those big ones I, I get from time to time I'll put that one on probably five in the morning Sunday morning and then put the ribs on the ribs take six hours the the ribs six hours easy cook just do the three two one method if you don't know what that is look it up it's easy yeah, just do the three, two, one method, and so I have ribs and brisket. I don't know what sides we're gonna have with it yet. Usually, something along the lines of twice baked potatoes. The kids like it's got to be simple. Yeah, this is this is what they want. We'll have some uh, queso with some uh, queso, but you gotta add the jalapeno peppers to it. Queso and chips, and uh, that's the lead up to it, and maybe. You know what, I, I've been really jonesing for green bean casserole. We've had it the last couple of big meals, you know, holiday-type meals. That's an easy fix, too. It'll be something simple like that. Yeah, looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I got a. I went in there and I was looking, and I wasn't even looking for brisket. They had those in the bin, and I said, I can't. You, you, you trapped me here. I can't walk away because that brisket right there, there was about 10 of them in there, and I sifted through them and, and found one. But so that's the plan. Yeah, that's, that's the Super Bowl Sunday plan. Kip in Washington, D.C. Welcome in, sir. Hey, Bill, that sounds like a pretty good spread. I hope so. Yeah, I think it's going to be good, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, just, you know, continuing the college baseball conversation a bit, um, what have you noticed or have you heard anyone talk about in the industry how NIL has impacted um, college baseball? And if, you know, you got a higher influx of top prospects, you know, skipping going straight to the minors and actually going, you know, going the um, – the college route because there's some NIL money there. And then, you know, college has dealt with the 11.3, 11.7 scholarships for a long time. I know that's been up a bit, but now with the NIL money, you can almost fund your whole program if, you know, if, if, the, if the funds are there to do it. I here Here's my hunch. Now, LSU would be an exception. The transfer class that they had with Paul Skeens and Tommy Tanks and Christian Little and the UCLA kid and all that, I think that had a factor. Even though Paul Skeens, I don't know from Air Force, I don't know if that was his thing. Paul Skeens, look, Tennessee brought him in first, but they didn't promise him. They've got their three starting pitchers back, and he didn't like that. And LSU, he's going to be the star there, and he may be the superstar of the the country, but they they couldn't sell him on what the, and they wanted him to catch too and that's he wants to be a pitcher and I get it that's the glory position. Tommy Tanks, of course, I think NIO had something to do with that. And LSU obviously is a destination, historic brand baseball. But I think I think NIL outside of football and in, well including football, Kip is a big lie. I, I think the numbers are are skewed. And they're elongated to create a marketplace that's not real. It's it's not the realistic marketplace. Now Bryce Young got his money, uh, no doubt about it. Caleb Williams is getting his money, but those are the rare exceptions who are really benefiting big from this. I don't think baseball is benefiting. I don't think it would be a reason not to turn pro. Let me put it that way. Okay. Okay. Now, do you think it will be a reason? Let's say you got a kid who, um, you know, for scholarship reasons, he may not have went to like a LSU, Florida, or Vandy because the, the the scholarships aren't there. So he may have gone to a Middle Tennessee State or Stetson or something like that because they had the money. But a, a small amount of NIL money that will bring it up to the amount of the basically the cost of attendance. Do you think that will skew a player? You know, to maybe not go to a mid-level, if he has the money to, you basically quote unquote get a full ride to go to a big, a bigger name school. I mean, it could happen. I know there's a couple of kids up in Tennessee that that got some NIL deals. I mean, I, let me say this too: on the baseball level, which is minuscule in college compared to football, anything is something, right? So if you have, oh yeah. Let's just say you're a pretty good player and you're going to a D1 school and there's a relative or there's somebody who's interested in you just because they like you. That might be a swaying factor. 
I mean, it might just be a connection you have of some sort. That could happen. But just out of the blue, your, your brand name as a baseball player making you attractive for some business to spend money, I don't think it's a thing much yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I thought it may would have, you know, had a little impact yeah. on baseball. Honestly, um, I really thought that the NIL would have a huge, a, a more bigger impact on college basketball. Not seeing what I thought would happen, but, I mean, I, there's still some time left. Um, you know, I, I thought that the, some of these top prospects, you know, going to the G League and things like that, I thought that would have been totally off the table if a Kentucky or a Duke could, could offer you basically what the G League would offer you, and you get to – yeah, you know, the TV presence of going to a big-name school and building your brand. I mean, I always use Zion Williamson, for example. Like, if Zion Williamson would have went to play for the G League, what they call it, Ignite or something like that, versus going to Duke, he would not have become a household name. So I still think that going to college right for that one year, if you are a star, is still the right way to go. And I thought that the NIL would really, really bring that home. Yeah, but, but in bas- basketball is so filthy. Anyways, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. NIL probably doesn't add anything. They're already getting it, right? They were already yeah. – I mean, Zion Williamson, no telling what he got to go to do. We all know this, right? Yeah. Basketball with, – with with travel team basketball and all of that, I mean, basketball is just – when it comes to paying previously illegally, NIL adds nothing. Those guys are already getting it. <laughs> You know, right. I'm serious. It, it, uh, yeah, 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 I know, I know. It, it's down to the lowest levels. So, now you're, you're exactly right about that. You're exactly right about that. Kip, right, stay well, in look, touch, good, good friend. From you, uh, yeah, yeah, good hearing from you. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah, man. And that's not really anything. Kip, Kip here's the amazing thing about Kip. Kip always makes me think. Kip always comes outside the box and forces me to think it's a wonderful thing and I really hadn't even thought about it because again basketball unfortunately has destroyed itself on the college level compared to football it's it's sad but it's true and I really haven't even thought about name image likeness with anything other than football. Now, I mean, I've, I've had moments where I've thought about it, but, but not like we do with the oblong spheroid. Not at all. But basketball, just think about it. Basketball has been a sleazebag sport when it comes to NCAA rules forever. Forever. And you could say football, too. Yeah, football, too. But, but again, basketball doesn't carry the brand awareness that football does when it comes to this newness, which is name, image, likeness. It just doesn't. And we all know that Zion Williams, no telling what he got. It's, there's been lots of reports about it, but God knows he didn't go there because Duke has been a lifelong dream, and it's a fantastic program. But you're not getting him unless lots of money is coming and flowing to him or his family, okay? That's just the way this works. And players getting lavish gifts 
and or cash in basketball is as old as dirt, as old as sand on the beach. So you adopt this new rule, okay, name, image, likeness, which is a joke, is now legal NCAA-wise. Even states are adopting it. Heck, did I tell you the state of Tennessee has adopted it? Within the last couple of months, I don't know if I've mentioned this, last couple of months we've, we've adopted a form of that here for below the college level. But but I don't know how much that actually helps basketball because dudes were getting theirs anyways. You think that the first time that Emory Air Freight package opened in the late 80s out in Los Angeles for Chris Mills, who had already said he's going to Kentucky, you think that was the first time that happened? That was almost 40 years ago. Chris Mills, 6'7", forward out of Cali. $1,000. Now, of course, $1,000 today is laughable, right? But, but you know, 19, what year would that have been? 97-ish? You think that's the first time something like that happened? A transaction like that happened? Have you ever gone back and read some of the stories about what UCLA did to get players like Lou Alcindor? Which would have been in the 60s. You, you, you think UCLA got Lou Alcindor out of Power Mo- Memorial, Power Memorial, the high school in New York just because he always wanted to play for UCLA. Now, UCLA and John Wooden had a fantastic program. I'm not suggesting otherwise. But you think it was just that easy. You ever read the excerpts on uh, what Hollywood money did for John Wooden and UCLA basketball? We're talking 50-something years ago. Not just the last five years. Back to the 60s. And God knows how much before that. But let's just take it to the 60s and go forward. Basketball has always been a sleaze bag, pay the player sport. And with AAU basketball, the advent of that, what, the last 30 years, whatever that time frame would be, and how sleazy that is. I don't know that name, image, likeness really helps basketball. It it does some, but it doesn't change it because all the dudes who are dudes were getting theirs. If you're a dude in basketball, you're getting yours well before name, image, likeness, okay? So I don't know that this brand-new July 1, 2021 name, image, likeness really has benefited. Look, you know me. I'm a Kentucky basketball aficionado, and they're not very good, and they just got run out of their own house, Rupp Arena, last night by Arkansas. That game wasn't Rupp, right? I didn't even watch it. I literally didn't. That's how far out of mind Kentucky basketball has become. 
You think name, image, likeness, and I know Oscar Chigwe's getting good money there, and it's all on the up and up because it's now legal and fair. But do you think that through all these years, Chris Mills, but well before Chris Mills, you think the dudes at Kentucky, nobody has better basketball recruiting rankings than Kentucky. Nobody. Historically, nobody. Nobody owns recruiting rankings in basketball better than Kentucky. It's not really close. You think all those dudes that they've signed dating back to, heck, you want to go back to the class of 79, Sam Bowie, Dirk Menefield, Derek Hoard. Derek Hoard was from Bristol, Tennessee. First team All-American. Or, or previous to that, Jack Goose Givens, whoever. You think those dudes weren't getting theirs? You think? Basketball players have been getting theirs forever. Kip is fantastic. He makes me think. I appreciate that, Kip. We'll take a break. Omni Nashville Hotel, where we will be Friday. You know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. 
Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Hey, Nashville. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. If you were going to hire Tim Kelly, you, they've been done for over a month. I mean, that would have already been done. This is where you scoured the ends of the earth and you just went in-house because if you look at the OCs, they've been coming from within on Mike Rabel's staff. What happened? Uh, what happened? I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of different things that happen. I'm not. Uh, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Nobody knows more about college football history than Bill King. Interesting year, Jeff, too. Bill, I posted this yesterday, but it get lost in between interviews. And he said this is the reason and a situation that colleges could get into. Regarding name, image, likeness for vastly overpaying a player like the Rashada story could have ended up being. Didn't happen because Florida or their collective pulled back, which they smartly did. Let me do this. And no, Jeff's got some good stats here, and I'm going to read them. But let me do this. I know Florida's taking a lot of bashing here. And I think in most of the cases here, rightfully so. But let me compliment them. At least they didn't follow through with this, with Rashad. Yeah, I don't know whose brilliant idea it was to allocate Andy Staples' story, 500K to sign, and then upwards of two to $300,000 a month through his time there. In essence, that's the story. That's the cliff notes. Yeah, who whoever allocated that, and I know I know Gator Dave said, well, Bill, no, that was the Rashada camp, their demand. But okay, let me flip it and say, well, whoever agreed to that originally, they signed a contract. Now the contract did read that we can terminate this at any time. Smart. Smart, because what what if you decided to go ahead and go through with it, give him 500K, start paying him, and he gets there, and about a year and a half in, he can't play a lick. You want to get out of that thing, right? So smart wording there. Anyways, Jeff, too. Seeing the Jaden Rashada NIL deal reminds me of Ryan Lee. Four years, $31.25 million contract, 11.25 signing bonus. Jamarcus Russell signed a six-year, $61 million contract, $32 million guaranteed. 
be careful what you pay for. Yeah, so what he's saying is you start overpaying for some high school kid like Rashada, and you could be left holding the bag like these NFL teams. Now, these NFL teams, that's not hurting them. Obviously, they've got a deep pit of money. That's that's not going to hurt them. It's still a financial mistake, though. Colleges, that could hurt. If you let me just ask you this, let's just stay with the P5. If we had the truth, I mean, and we're we're I don't know if we'll ever get to the truth because everything about this is based on lying. It's based on you know the popular political. It's it's based on disinformation is a funny term. If we could just take the average, if we took the P5 schools, which is 60-something schools, right? Let's say 65 schools. And we could add up the combined collectives of all those schools. Some of those schools might not even have a collective. But anyways... We could take all 65, add them up, divide by 65. What do you think the average that that collective actually has raised, let's say for a calendar year? We're only, what? We're approaching, well, we're in the second year of this. We haven't completed. When we get to July, we have completed our second year of name image likeness. If we were to take the average that each collective at that represents each school. What do you think the average would be? You think it'd be a million bucks? No. Talking about the average now. Now you can change. Let's change those stats. Let's say we can take the collectives of the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. Now, obviously, the SEC is going to have the biggest average collective. But what do you think that would look like? What do you think the average would be? Now, I'm, t- I'm not talking about total money raised. It'd have to be per year. What do you think it would be? Do you think, and I know Ole Miss had a fundraising What would it be called? Uh, get together, whatever you want to call it, a couple of weeks, a month ago, whatever. And they said, did they say they raised about $10 million bucks? Now, that's for one round, okay? The question is, what do you think the average is right now? And we're not even through year number two. And what do you think with these collectives is sustainable? All right, it's one thing if one year you got a bunch of people rallied together and you raised millions of dollars. Let's say you got it up to $10 million bucks. Some big-time sugar daddies with a lot of money stroke some big checks and then some others, small little bits here and there. And you got it up to $10 million bucks. That's for one go-around, Okay. That, that money ain't sitting there in the bank. It's, it's, it's flowing to players to make them happy. 
in the name of name image likeness. It has nothing to do with actual name image likeness. It's just paying players, period. But what is sustainable? So next year, we're going to go back to those same people and say, remember all that money we just raised? We need to do it again this year, next year, and the next year, and the next year, and then all those other years after that. What's sustainable? Here's another question. Since the collective isn't, quote, quote, supposed to be overlapping with school, university, employees, it's separate even though it's related, wink, wink. How about the fighting that will go on and has gone on in some places between, oh, that money used to go to us that we would allocate before name image likeness. Now we're not getting that same money in donations because it's going to name image likeness. That's a problem. There's already a divide at most universities between the woke educators and the athletic department. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888 or shop online at grizzlies.com from Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. 
The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. The old BCS computer runs on diesel fuel and dreams. We know this because it lives in Bill King's garage. Bill King Show, brought to you by the palatial, lovely Omni Nashville Hotel. some to benefit well that's that's true okay and it's not being policed it's not gonna be policed and more power to them if i'm rashada and they're gonna give me 13 million bucks i'll take it imagine being a freshman in college and 13 million bucks is coming to you i would not let me just be the first to admit i would not have handled that well you think I would have been motivated to get up and uh, start workouts at 6 a.m.? I don't know. Maybe maybe the flip side of that is, Bill, you see the money, and it makes you realize what you could get in the NFL, which is way more, and it makes you work harder. Yeah, maybe. Tell that to an 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah, tell that, tell that to a freshman. I'm telling you, I would not have handled that well. Maybe maybe some of you would have. Maybe some of you would have been totally disciplined. I would not have been. That money would not have served me well eventually. Jim in Jupiter, welcome in. Billy, I am back from my Keys excursion. And then the following week, I was in California for work. So I'm glad to be back with the show, and I missed you all. So you go, you drive down to the Keys, next thing you know, you're on the West Coast. Let me tell you, I, I don't even know how I did that. I got up that Sunday from the Keys, hungover, as, as, you know, drunk as a skunk still. Drove drove back home, had to catch a flight at, um, at 5 o'clock in the morning. So I had to get up at 3 a.m. I mean, it, it's just a whirlwind. I'm, I'm I'm just so glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I was uh my 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 hours are still messed up. But I got to tell you um Billy, that list that you said about um that you you talked about gaps between teams when they won their last natty. Yeah. Tom. When I see the FSU, you know, it's nine going to be 10 years this year. I mean Maybe I'm a little spoiled because you see some of those people, some of those like major 
universities that are on that list that got a way bigger gap than we do. So, you know, I've been pretty, you know, pulling my nails out, you know, but it's, it could be a lot worse, I'll tell you. Oh, no question. Yeah, there's some some ones that date way back. I mean, Notre Dame would be the late 80s. Michigan would be 97. Tennessee, 98. I mean, there's there's some distance there. Georgia, before two years ago, was 1980. That's been changed, but that was 40 years for them. Yeah, we don't have that all you are is Herschel Walker anymore, do we? You know, that's, yeah. that's what I would say to the leg humpers, but we can't say that anymore. I mean, they're the, the cream of the uh, the crop, and, um, you know, um, they've taken over Bama as the top program, not just team. They're the top program now, you know? That's true. That's I gotta tell true. You, so can you believe that, that Notre Dame, I know you go back like me, how can that have been so long ago? How could that have been? And that wasn't even Tim Brown's team, was it? Tim Brown wasn't all. He won the Heisman, and then the next year is when they won it. Is that how it went? That's true. Yeah, that's true. That is crazy to think that that Tony Rice, Chris Zorich team, uh, Michael Stonebreaker, all those guys, man, that was that long ago. But to, and to, to answer – yeah. To answer your question, how does that happen? Well, they hired coach after coach who shouldn't have been hired. Well, they did that. And, you know, you remember, Lou Holtz, everyone made it like Lou wanted to leave. The administration got with him and said, well, if you're, you're, we're going to change it. Lou was getting in players that there's no chance that a Chris Zorich would be able to get into Notre Dame now, you know, and he didn't like that. And I don't blame him until Notre Dame softens, you know, letting in players to play football. There's no way. I believe uh, Tony Rice was a prop 40. What was it? 46 or 48, whatever that was. Those guys, man, there's no way that they get those guys now. And that's a problem there. So if they want, you know, they might, make a, a playoff or whatever, but they'll never win a uh, title like that. I mean, you can just look at the skill position. When they get their wide receivers are usually trash. They can't line up against the Bamas, against the Ohio State, against the Clemsons. They can't do it. You know, and soon they won't be able to line up against the Florida State because we're coming back, Billy. We're coming. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. All right. See you, man. <laughs> Noel Kemp, who's also a Seminole fan, just like Jim and Jupiter. I'll be watching the Super Bowl on a big screen somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean between Miami and a private island. Now, now, yeah, he's going on a, a cruise. He's going on a cruise. I'll be here at the Wilco kiosk cooking brisket and ribs what I'll be doing. Happily. I'll, I'll happily be doing that. All right, hour three coming up. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Omni Nashville Hotel.